You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. In today's episode, I'm having a conversation with Alexandra Cavill, the Christian life coach behind Grace Space Christian Coaching, who helps purpose-driven women go from feeling overwhelmed to overjoyed. She and I met through doing a few sessions together ourselves, so I am so stoked for her to share her wisdom and grace with you today. Be sure to stay tuned through this episode. Drop us your thoughts on social media. And without further ado, welcome, Alexandra. Yay. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you today, Erica. Yay. I'm so excited. I just want to dive right in and have you tell everyone your story, where you came from, how you got to where you are today, and really like what is Christian coaching? Uh, Because I'm sure that was probably the first thought that everybody had as soon as I said you're a Christian life coach. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay, so my story probably kind of all goes down to maybe the root of it all. It probably started with really to just jump in and start sharing. It's just really caring a lot about what other people thought. Um, came from a place where just all of my decisions were directed by, well, what do my parents think? What are other people doing? What are friends doing? And that was just sort of the path that created my life. Um, and at a certain point, I just recognized, you know, this this isn't working and this might not be the best way to live either, believe it or not. And so that kind of came to a head, I would say, post-graduation from undergrad, So graduated with a degree in psychology and pre-med and had begun going to physician assistant school. And so it's a really rigorous process and definitely challenging to get in, but I did it and I was there and I was miserable. And that was really a big wake up call thinking, what, what am I doing? I worked my tail off to get here and I'm legitimately crying every single day. It was a really hard place to be. Um, I know we had just talked about before we kicked off the podcast to you, just, I'm a planner. I love looking into the future and thinking what's next. And so I had done that for years to get to this place. And then I just thought, well, this isn't it, but what else is? So made the really hard decision to say, you know, I think I'm going to withdraw from this program with no idea what I was going to do next, which was terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, So to kind of uh, summarize as best I could. So what it ended up leading to was pivoting to an advanced degree, a master's in human resource development. So I wanted to think about how I could use the psychology skills in a different way in the business world. Um, And so that's where things started and had a really, really great career in HR. Um, amazing things, uh, really like the leadership development side of things. So really developing people for corporate culture, corporate values. But, you know, the the Christian side of things, we're going to talk about our faith in this episode. And so what I recognized as my faith grew and grew and grew was, well, wait, what if this kind of faith element and goal setting could be combined? And so hopping on my friend at Google many late nights and afternoons (laughs) and weekends and found out about this thing called Christian coaching. So I guess it's been about four years now in 2016, um, got certified through a program to become a Christian life coach, which I'll share a little bit more about in a moment, what exactly that is. Um, 
and did that and then did not <laughs> did not anticipate deciding to take a leap and leave the corporate space, right? Like I like things that are comfortable and set out and understand the next steps and taking a business seems like a huge, or creating a business seems like a huge risk. And so never expected that was going to be in the cards for me, but here we are um, two years into running the business full time, three to four years into just having the business and just know that there's even so much more goodness to come. So that's a bit about my story in a nutshell. Um, as you mentioned, my business, it's grace-based Christian coaching. And so it's called that for two reasons. One, grace creating grace-based for like the Holy Spirit to speak, to just create some room. Um, so many of the women I work with are so busy busy and motivated and go, go, go. And we don't necessarily create the space um, to connect with God and think, well, what, what is he, what is his plan for me? What is he sharing with me? Um, and just have room to do that. And then grace space from the sense of, you know, like I mentioned, a lot of the women I work with are like myself, you know, we're high achievers, we're go-getters. Um, and it can be really scary to sometimes be vulnerable or question is what we're doing the right thing or the best thing. So it's creating a space like a judgment free zone to lay out all of your challenges, make sense of it all. And then we, we love our action too. So moving forward, whether it's the next step or it's maybe even a different mindset or way of thinking. So that's a bit about who I am, what the business is and how I got started. I love that. So can you explain for everyone what the difference is between Christian coaching and say like a regular quote unquote life coaching or counseling through therapy? Because I feel like there's so many different types of, of help or guidance that you can seek out. So what sets that apart? Yeah, it can be super confusing. So I love that you're asking this question. So as we kind of think about maybe starting from counseling versus coaching, um, a lot of people maybe think that they're one and the same, but they're actually quite different. And so the probably the simplest way to explain that is counseling, it's looking to the past. So maybe you went through something traumatic or challenging and you need to heal from that um, and get to just a healthy current space. Um, so maybe if you've had a loss in your life or if you're dealing with anxiety um, or things like that, counseling is an amazing, amazing fit um, to get you to a healthy current state. And then coaching, we kind of think of that as being different. And that instead of looking to the past, it's more future focused. So we look to the, uh, the future, we look forward, what's next. Um, essentially, I've heard coaching described as helping you get from where you are to where you want to be. And then Christian um, coaching is almost getting you from where you are to where God wants you to be. So it's kind of a neat, different way to look at it. Um, and then as we kind of think, there's always going to be a takeaway, an action item, like we had mentioned. Um, and it's really an empowerment process. So it's very much questions-based. So some people think um, with coaching, oh, if I'm going to work with a coach, they're going to tell me exactly what to do and give me the plan um, and just kind of hold my hand and guide me to step one, step two, to step three. And I would say that's almost more of consulting. Um, that's someone who's an expert taking you through a specific strategy. Whereas in coaching, it's so powerful because it works with the client to kind of figure out, well, where are they? And let's meet them where they're at and figure out who God created them to be um, and support them in their journey based on who they uniquely are. So it's, I've heard clients say the word empowerment process a lot. So that's really powerful because we just think about it too. We're more likely to do something or stick to something when we come up with this solution. 
So not to say I've got plenty of resources and tools and all of that good stuff. And I love that as much as the next girl. Um, and that's part of the process, but I wouldn't say it's what leads. And then of course, through the Christian aspect inside of things, we start and end our sessions with prayer. So God is invited in. He is a part of it. We think about how he's showing up, um, maybe what we can connect to what we've learned in scripture before and how we can apply that to this situation things like that. So that's hopefully a, a helpful summary of some of the differences of all of those. Well, I can't imagine that not being helpful because that was the most clear differentiation I've ever heard. And it was super helpful, I would say. So thank you for breaking it down like that because that was awesome. I'm really curious as to what, what you think here. What do you think is the biggest thing that you see your clients struggle with most consistently? Like if there was a thread that you could connect to everybody, is there one or two specific things that you're like, yep, here we go. This is like, this is the pretty common struggle of everyone. Yeah. So at a high level, I would say the women that I tend to work with, they're very purpose driven. Um, they just crave more, but they might not really know what this more is. So they're super motivated. Things look amazing on the outside. Um, but kind of like I shared with my own story, it just doesn't necessarily feel great on the inside. So maybe they're feeling scattered and overwhelmed and they just want to live a more intentional, um, prioritized life. So they kind of need help. Kind of, I've heard like managing the chaos, if you will, people, mm -hmm will say that too. Like that would feel really good. And if we connect it to the Bible too, it, it almost makes me think of Martha in the Bible, right? Like she has good intentions and she wants to do, but sometimes being is a, a really good choice too, and just reflecting and being with God. So I would say if I had to maybe summarize, it's almost like prioritization. Like they, everything feels important and urgent. And how do we figure out like what, what to spend time on, what matters most, how to get clear on that, and then determine how to actually make the change to focus on those things. Um, so getting clear on what's most important to you and then creating an action plan and living that out and just feeling the freedom to say um, maybe no or not right now to the other things and that's okay and to come back to that and just to really grow your faith in the process. I think that's something that really draws people in um, but they don't realize how powerful of a part of the Christian coaching it is. So they accomplish amazing things, great results, but that's one of the sweetest ones too, just seeing their faith really grow in the process. Oh, absolutely. And you can absolutely see too why that would be so empowering to go through that process since it's so multifaceted. And especially if it's such a, if it's purpose-driven women who want more and want just being able to prioritize a couple of things even can have such huge results when you are someone who is very motivated to begin with. So, I mean, you can absolutely see why that would be so helpful, so beneficial and successful for so many people. Yeah, 100%. Because um, those go-getter women, it's hard, It's so hard because you've got these fears and doubts. Like, well, what if I don't do every single thing every single day? Um, one of the women I just worked with, we had an action item for her was to have, you know, one big to-do every day, which sound, was really hard to say, wait, just one? But the freedom that comes with that, just to think like, you know, I did do that thing. And then you're more motivated and encouraged and excited for the next day instead of getting it to the end of the day and feeling so hard on yourself. Like, oh, you know, sure, I did four things, but who cares about that? There are these two things that are still on the list. Um, and being able to let that go and try something different can be um, just really, really exciting and good work. Totally. So along those same lines, let's talk about risk because I know you're no stranger to taking big risks in life. So 
Talk to us about discerning whether or not a risk is a good one, whether it's the right time to take it, um, and maybe how to actually take a big step with a big risk. Yeah, those are all such good, relevant questions, I think, for so many of us. So what I kind of start with and say, um, I wish I remember exactly where this idea came up, but it's essentially, you know, if we're going to take risks, we've got to have faith, right? But if we're going to have faith, we've got to really trust in him and have a relationship with him. So it's like we can't do these big things until we necessarily start with spending time with him and developing a relationship with God um, and cultivating our faith. So that's a first place I would say to start with. Um, and maybe one of my favorite scriptures, maybe this stands out to one of y'all too, um, is from Romans fifteen thirteen, And it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I would say when we're taking risks, like just just starting with um, cultivating a relationship with Christ is a really powerful thing. And then when we think about discerning whether or not a risk is a good one and then the timing for that, so as I kind of think back to my own experience, um, leaving, you know, grad school, going from one to the other, leaving my corporate job to pursue a business full-time, some things like that probably stand out as some of the biggest risks. And as I think back to my own experience, some of the things I think that were most beneficial were, you know, prayer, spending time journaling and reflecting, which is super hard for us go-getters and doers to press pause and to reflect um, and creating community and just having a church community to surround you with. So kind of even getting more specific with that, I think I would say um, maybe talking to others who have taken risks or have taken similar risks is a really good place to start. You know, what what did you notice about the experience? Um, what was maybe easier? What was more difficult? Uh, those sorts of things I think can be really, really powerful and a great way to do your due diligence. And then also thinking too, you know, it's a really tender spot, but sometimes we want validation um, or opinions of other people who are really close to us in our life and who we love and we cherish, but maybe they've done nothing like that before. Um, and so that's almost, it's tough, but just kind of taking a step back and thinking, why am I placing so much emphasis on someone's opinion who has never done anything like this before and has no experience to really speak to about that. And so that's a hard question to ask yourself, but maybe a good one at times. Um, I'd also encourage you to just have a conversation, you know, with your friends to get encouragement and accountability from them. That was one of the best things I did. Um, I had a couple of small groups I was part of, you know, shared how I felt like God was stirring in my heart with leaving the corporate job. And when you share these things with other people, right, you kind of breathe life into them. You know, you're making it real and they're going to start asking you about it, which is the best thing ever, but it can also be kind of uncomfortable. Like, oh shoot, they're holding me accountable to this thing. It's become that much more real. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and at the time, my, my, I, you know, my husband and I were married when we had started to go through this um, process of the moving from kind of the corporate to the coaching full time. Um, and we, I don't know that I would have necessarily come up with a specific timeline on my own because it felt so scary. So sometimes you just got to partner up with someone uh, and create a plan and have their accountability and just make it real, put a timeline to it. And a couple of maybe little coaching questions, um, if you will, too, are one, like, what do I have to lose here? And getting really open and honest with yourself. 
So one of the questions I think I had asked myself or that had popped up was, you know, if I leave this job, let's say go into the business full time, and I'd already been, I wouldn't recommend maybe jumping the gun right away and doing that straight away. I'd been running it on nights and weekends for over a year, probably about a year and a half, which was good to have that space before I, I went full time. But I was thinking like, if I left and if I, it didn't work out, would I go back to this job? And I don't know that the clear answer would necessarily be yes, too. So that's, you know, maybe just things to think about um, is where I'm at really as good as I'm, you know, have it built up in my head. So something like that. And then what do I have to gain? You know, if you take a big risk and say yes, what are the fruits that could be on the other side of that? And maybe that's something really exciting or motivating. And maybe it connects with your longer term vision um, or, or picture of what you have for your life. And then you might even want to like name the fears, like what are you most scared of? Write that down because that's going to help um, kind of loosen the grip it might have on you. And then right next to it, like what could you do to mitigate these risks? You know, so if that thing happened, then what? And a lot of times it's actually not as scary whatsoever as we have it built up to be. Um, so those are a couple of things. And then I think the last question was, well, how do you take risk? So a couple of things, um, one idea I would say that has stuck out to me that maybe will resonate with listeners too, is having, or, or do you have a heart of faith or do you have a heart of fear? And so that hit me really hard, right? What is really resonating or um, speaking the loudest in your life and, and getting clear on that? And then going to God's word. So if you especially just, you know, start simple in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and dig in. Um, one of the Bible studies that helps, you know, encourage me, give me that nudge to say yes to even enrolling in a Christian coaching program. It was the, it was a very, very brief study. It's called Follow by Andy Stanley. So maybe y'all have read in Luke, it's talking about leaving everything and following him. Um, and it might seem crazy because, you know, I was leaving a corporate job, high paying salary, amazing team who I loved and who they loved me back, um, growth potential. Like it did not make sense to the corporate world. But then when you read God's truth and he challenges you with some of the things he says, it doesn't seem so wild after all. Um, and then to include another scripture, I would add in John fifteen five. So it's I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, so what I feel like this is really speaking is you don't want to do it alone, right? Do it, don't do it apart from him. That's not going to be successful. That's not um, what you're being called to do. You know, do it with him. So those are some of the things that stand out. And then um, I'm in the process right now of releasing an ebook. If you, if my story is maybe similar to yours, and you're in a place where um, you want to take a leap or do something different. A lot of the women I work with have side hustles, if you will, that they're just looking to expand um, in a bigger way. And so one of the really special things that um, God had prompted me to do is kind of write down, you know, what is happening throughout this process? What's going really well and what's not? Um, so I share all about what I learned from that first year, 10 things to do before leaving your nine to five, how to get through the doubts all of those things. So that is an incredible resource if you find yourself in a similar situation to where I was a couple years back. I love that. We'll have to include the link. If, if it's released by the time this episode comes out, you'll have to pass me along the link so that I can include it in show notes for people to sign up to get it because that sounds like it'll be an awesome resource. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you mentioned earlier too, people looking for validation and how tough that can be when you are 
like facing something or considering taking a big risk, but also feel that attachment and that need to be validated by certain people in your life for whatever reason. I think overcoming fear and doubts is something that is so incredibly hard for so many people, women especially. And I think even more so for women who are constantly searching for validation because what they're wanting or they're wanting or desiring or they're striving towards God's will for them, but they don't necessarily feel like they know what it is. They're not listening really or stopping to listen to have God tell them what it is. So they're, we find ourselves looking for other people and saying, you know, Hey, validate me. (laughs) So do you have any advice for overcoming fear and doubts and gaining confidence in the path that God has made for you? Because obviously we need to have some semblance of confidence in that first and be able and willing to push fears and doubts aside to, to take that risk. So what's your advice there? Yeah, definitely. It can be hard because, you know, you might know that, you know, that, you know, that that is the right move. You have a clear vision, but it doesn't mean that you're still a little bit, you know, there's some fear there. You're, you're scared a little bit. And what do you do with that? And it's hard when there's that kind of push and pull, like there's this conflict. I know this is the right choice, but then why do I still feel fear about it? That's so frustrating. So as I kind of think about that, um, again, to kind of speak to my own story and hopefully that this will support you guys too in a really big way. Sometimes no matter what it is that I'm doing, um, but if I'm starting to feel stuck or a super heavy weight around something, you know, whatever the fear or doubt be, I kind of recognize like, oh shoot, I'm operating more in perfectionism here. If I'm getting too stressed, I'm operating more in my strength than in his. And so it's kind of like a great indicator and okay, time to take a step back. Um, and these are, you know, I'm sure verses y'all have heard, but what really speaks to me in these moments is second Corinthians 12, nine, that his powers made perfect in our weakness and remembering as Philippians says that we can do Philippians says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So just again, inviting him into the process, just like we had spoken about with John, we're not meant to do things on our own. We're meant to do them in partnership with God. So let him take over, let the Holy spirit work through you. Um, and just let go of that perfectionism so you can step into his strength and get to use that well. So I'd say that is one. And then maybe like a little story that might um, connect with you guys too is so when I was going to say goodbye to the corporate job and leave, um, I couldn't believe the day I'd finally got there. So the morning I was getting ready to give my two weeks, I woke up and I was nervous. Um, I didn't have that peace that surpasses all understanding. I was excited, but I was also feeling like, why? Why is this happening? And that was hard. I hated that I felt anxious. Um, but I had a moment where I thought like, wait, I didn't get here by myself, right? Like God was part of this decision. He was what helped this idea come into fruition. Um, his spirit and his scriptures, what gave me the strength to say yes. And so in that time I was reading, um, you know, it's good, good old fashioned Joyce Myers, but I gotta love her, right? She has a, an amazing <laughs> devotional, um, that's called the confident woman devotional. And so I had, my mom had given it to me to Chris for, for Christmas one year. And so I went to open it up to that exact day and I couldn't believe it. Wouldn't you know that the title for the devotional for that day was do it afraid. Oh, wow. Goosebumps. (laughs) Isn't that wild? And so it was just the most sweet um, recognition that like God sees us, he hears us. 
And it just gave me that extra sense of confidence I need. So maybe if you're in that place, if you're in doubt, just pause um, and, and give time to be with him. And he's, he's going to speak to you. So that's another fun one that jumps out. And then a couple of others um, from if your fear or doubt has to do with finances in any way. Um, if you haven't already, two resources that jump out. One is Financial Peace University. Would highly, highly recommend this. Um, my husband and I went through it. We initially tried to go through it. They have an online version, which might be a great fit for right now. We're not able to go to many places. Um, I don't know if they still do this, but it expires after a while if you don't use it. So we had done one track took months off. I went back to do another. The membership wasn't there anymore. So fun fact, if you want to do it, do it right away, or you can do something in person, which we ended up doing. Um, but we, it was a game changer for us. So Financial Peace University, and then there's also a book called He Spends, She Spends. So FPU, Financial Peace, is more about the um, kind of like the the how, I guess, if you will, or the what, but the he spends, she spends, maybe that's more of like the why or the heart of it. So those two are really nice compliments to one another, but really it, it helps you to kind of prepare your heart for if you're doing something or making a decision. Um, and it, it has to do with finances too, to be able to do it from a place of kind of going back to what we said, a place of faith rather than a place of fear and scarcity. So it's just super empowering to kind of be able to know um, and support yourself in different ways and faith based ways with finances. So that's another one to help you overcome fear or doubt if that's an area where you struggle. And then from a faith-based perspective, um, one of the coolest things my husband and I have done together was we, it, it was a Bible in a year reading plan, but there's grace. We did not do it in a year. It was probably two and a half years, but that's okay. You know, we stuck through it, persevered, and we read the Bible aloud to one another. So we did it together. Yes. Nuts. That is so cool. Yeah. And like, as my husband said, um, he, it was amazing. He was able to speak to that and some other things in front of our church congregation earlier this year. Um, and he said, he's like, you're literally speaking truth over your spouse. And so it's one of the, and I shared it with some other women too, um, which they, they love the idea, but also some of them are like, wow, like that is an intimate and vulnerable thing to do together. Um, but it's, I think one of the very best things that you can do and to be able to go through that journey and go through it together, um, really gave us the courage to live differently and make those big decisions out of confidence instead of that fear or doubt. And then to maybe two more scripture to leave you with in regards to this topic, I would add is one is Psalm 46, five, you know, God is within her. She will not fall. That was a really big one with me um, as I've moved through some big risks. Maybe that speaks to you too. And then everything is possible for the one who believes and that's Mark nine twenty three. So going to truth when you feel like um, you just start shaking is, is the really the best foundation possible. I love your Joyce Meyer story too, because have you ever heard of Kisses from Heaven? Is that, is her name Katie? You go, she's in Uganda? Oh, I actually don't know. It's probably a title of many things. I just more so mean the the idea of getting oh, kisses no. from heaven. I've, heard I've always, it's, it's, it's this, basically the same thing as a God wink, just where for anyone listening, if you don't know what that is, just the idea that at the moment when you need something most, you'll kind of have what some without faith might just see as a weird coincidence, but you see it and it just hits you in a way where you just know that that is God speaking to you in that moment, which I think is so cool because so often 
we all wish and want for there to be some magical lightning bolt from the sky or for us to hear some thunderous voice like, hello, this is what you should do with your life. And we all know that doesn't happen. <laughs> so it's really, it's, it's one of those things where kind of like if you are just living your life with a lot of gratitude and you are going around and being more grateful makes you a much more aware of the blessings around you to be grateful for same sort of thing where like if you are really kind of trying to intentionally cultivate your relationship with God and look for God to speak to you in the world you will find that and it's so cool because it's usually like in such a sweet intimate thing like you said a God wink is kind of like the perfect name for it because you're just like it's just between you and God and you know and you're like oh hey I see you thank you for that <laughs> So I love, it's, it's always like so magical and life-changing when that happens. That is so good. Um, yeah. And definitely as you would, whatever your uh, risk is or challenge or anything, as you go through that, it would definitely encourage you to like record whatever those kisses from heaven or those God wings are, write them down so that you can mm -hmm. visually see them. And then it becomes undeniable that God is in this process. He is for you. He is supporting you. Maybe it's going to look different than you thought as you started out, but that's okay. He sees the bigger picture. And so to have a visual record of that, that's something I actually um, include as part of the ebook too, just sharing what did it look like along the way. But I had a client, um, I loved what she had done and she had a, like a visual prayer board. So sometimes we want to write it down in our journal. I think that's amazing. But she created um, like a bulletin board where she put up answered prayers. And so that's just something else I had thought about, just the visual representation of all of these are God's answered prayers. And I get to look at this every day in my house. I would have just imagined, I haven't done that yet myself, but so encouraging um, and uplifting, especially in those times when we have fear or doubt to overcome. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. I want to start one of those in my own house now. <laughs> yeah. So once, once someone has pushed past fear or once they've eliminated doubt, is there a sort of roadmap or checklist that you recommend for moving forward with confidence in your decision-making with, with God at the center of it all? You know, like what works for you or what do you most frequently recommend to clients to kind of tie that all together? Yeah. So kind of as we think about this too, it's such a good question to think about, well, how, how is God or how could he be at the center of the decision-making and how much, um, I don't know if easier is the right word to use, but better our journeys can be if we let him lead and direct. Like what if we let God be the GPS instead of us? It's probably going to work a lot better the way that you get to your destination. So as I kind of think, well, how do I help? How do I make decisions with God at the center? One of the things I always think about is I had heard the idea that we have an audience of one to please, right? We want to be concerned more about what God thinks uh, over than what others think. So that's something that I always kind of come back to um, when I'm trying to do something and think, well, is God at the center of this or not? And then you, they're hard questions, but maybe asking yourself, like, you know, am I making something an idol? You know, what am I craving more than God? Or asking, you know, God, what do you want me to surrender here? So they're really hard questions, but really good gut check questions to kind of consider is, is he even in this and is he at the center of it? Um, and then also they're just thinking like, is this going to honor um, my faith? Will this impact God's kingdom in any way or not? Are some really good questions to kind of think about. Um, and then maybe one thing to kind of consider when we start to another little story, if you will, 
So you start to put God at the center of things. Um, as I was going into coaching, I was kind of thinking, well, do I do coaching from a Christian perspective or do I do this from a secular perspective? I was already in the HR world for, I guess, close to 10 years and was thinking, my God, I've already made a pivot from healthcare into this. And am I going to make a pivot again to, you know, can kind of even move out of the HR space? Should I get it to be more of an executive coaching degree? And I just felt like, no, no, I just felt faith growing and growing how important that is. And so when I made the decision to do this, we had, my husband and I had just recently got it, gotten married. Um, I think we had maybe just purchased our first home. So, you know, money wasn't flowing very freely at that time. Right. And so it was one of those things where like, sure, it sounds like a good decision, but is this the best one to make? You know, you've already got all this additional education. Is this needed? Um, but I just felt like, yes, that was the thing to do. So I signed up for the coaching program um, with his support. And then the very next day, at the very end of the day, uh, my manager called my desk. And which is so weird because she usually is one of those very like people, people. And so she usually stop by, we'll have a chat, catch up on whatever. She's like, can you come to my office? Um, and I don't know if any of y'all are like this, but again, is that you want everything to be perfect and above and beyond. You're like, why, why am I going to, why am I getting called to the office? This is last minute. This doesn't make any sense. Did I do anything wrong? You know, instead of thinking, well, maybe this could be great. Right. And so she calls me in and it was um, mid year review time. And she's like, I have some news for you, which <laughs> the, the life has happened and went down. Oh my gosh. I feel like just my heart is pumping in my chest thinking about how nervous I was in the moment. Um, but she said, I have some news from you for you. We just did mid year reviews. I gave you the highest increase um, that I possibly could. And so she slides a paper, uh, paper across the desk and says, here's the amount. Here's what this looks like. And what that amount would change my salary with from that time to the end of the year was the exact amount that this Christian coaching program was. Yes. <laughs> I just got goosebumps. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Talk about a God wing. Exactly. And so that's just another one too. When you really look out for and take big leaps, more often than not, you're going to see um, those little sweet moments here. And sometimes they're big like that one. And sometimes they're smaller and that's okay. But it would just encourage you to kind of be on the lookout for those things. Um, as you make those decisions, he's going to give you that little extra confirmation you need more times than not. And it's just the best thing ever. It really is. And it strengthens your faith, I think, through all of that. Because I know, I know for myself, I'm always thinking like, okay, well, it's just little old me. Like, what the heck do I matter in the grand scheme of all of this? And why, you know, what expectation should or could I have that God, the God of everything and is going to stop and listen and care to answer my prayer. Just you feel so insignificant in this massive ocean that we all exist in. So when you get those little God wings and they're so beautifully intimate, it's like, it really just reinforces how beautiful and special and and legitimate your own personal relationship is with the God of heaven and earth. You know, like it's, it's mind blowing to think about, but it's also just so cool. And then just really strengthens your faith through all of that to just pay attention and listen and put things in God's hands because he'll, he'll take care of it. You know, like he'll take care of it and then some. So I love that. Hundred <laughs> percent. He cares about the bigger picture, um, and he has a plan for that. But he also cares about those intimate, minute, small, tiny details. And even just thinking of, you know, things like science. If we want to say too, as you just think about how some things are set up, it just really makes me think he he is so intricate. And you know, can you know? And that's one of the things I heard too. I think this maybe is from Lisa Turgers. 
that our desire for perfection is part of what we're created for. Like God has such a detail. He's very detail oriented. He cares about us and he cares about the small things, um, but we're never going to experience that perfection, you know, on this side of heaven, it will come, it is there, um, but just not yet. And so when I kind of heard like, oh, wait, I was made to crave this. It just kind of gave me a peace or a freedom when I heard it in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Alexandra, thank you so much for coming on the Thrive Podcast. I want to get things wrapped up by asking you um, two things that I ask all guests who come on at Thrive. And that is, what does Thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your own everyday life? It's so fun. Okay. So I would say Thrive for me personally means living intentional, intentionally, but living intentionally in a sustainable way, um, not where I'm burning myself out or driving myself into the ground and in a way that positively impacts others. So I want to make it bigger than myself. Um, I want it to extend out and just serve others while in the process. So one of the other um, kind of ideas that I try and live my life by that I had heard of that I think connects so well to a picture of thriving, it's from um, Michelle Myers of an organization called She Works His Way. So she shares that a great way framework to live is God first, family second, business third. And so I think when we make our faith a priority, then when we make our relationships a priority, but we also have goals that we're working towards, purposeful goals that um, are even better, are directed by him and are going to expand um, his kingdom, I think is the best way um, and the most kind of on fire, passionate way that we can live and thrive. But then to also do it, you know, it's not only important what we're doing, but I think the how we're doing it and then how we feel when we do it is just as important. So as we do that, just, and I think that this time with quarantine has been so valuable to just take a step back um, and recognize that some of the simple things in life that we crave are available to us if we just say yes and create the space for them. So while we're running hard and doing those things, but also running hard to ensure that we're creating time to reflect, to breathe, and to have fun um, and to be with God as we do it. And when all of those things come together, that just feels like thriving to me. I love that. It all comes back together too with the name of your business, Grace Space, because so often we don't keep any space. Like we live in a society where we're, we're, we fill every space to be more productive and more this and more that. And we have more notifications and more of so much, but then we end up having less of some of the stuff that matters the most to us for body, mind, spirit, soul, the whole nine yards. So I love that. <laughs> So Alexandra, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you further? Yeah, definitely. So you can find so much good information on the website. So that's gracebasedchristiancoaching.com. And a couple of especially fun places to check out on there um, are one of the tabs is book online. And so if you want to um, sign up for a clarity call, that is a really fun next step. If you're really curious about Christian coaching and would love to consider what it would look like to dive in on a one-on-one -on -one capacity, that is an amazing next step. Um, and then there's also the GSCC email family is 
a really fun way to get connected to. So I'll share exclusive content with them um, and kind of some fun behind the scenes stuff. So that's going to be a button on the top left or uh, gracebasedchristiancoaching.com forward slash mini workshop. And so you're going to get this um, kind of a mini coaching session. It's less than 15 minutes. I know y'all are busy ladies, have a lot going on. So that's going to give you a little taste of what to expect to when you join the GSCC email family. And then I'm guessing if you're listening, you're a podcast lover too. And um, that's one of the other really fun things that we've done recently is release a podcast with Grace Based Christian Coaching. Yes. And so if you're interested in that, um, it is called the Fruitful Faith Women on Mission podcast. Um, and what's really fun about that, we had kicked off with a goal setting series. So we kind of dive deep into different topics. I kind of like to bucket them into the F's, if you will, like faith, family, fitness, finance. Um, so we kind of do like a mini coaching session on each of these topics. And then right now it's been really popular and fun. It's um, kind of season two, if you will, is the how to have your breakthrough. So that's kind of the next series and diving deep into topics like how to break through negative self-talk and things like that. Uh, and then last but not least, there's always Instagram, which is so much fun. And I am just uh, at Grace Space Christian Coaching over on Instagram. So those are a few different ways that we can connect. Yay. Thank you so, so, so much again, everyone be sure to hit up Alexandra's website and social media and all of that good stuff and leave her your thoughts and hop on a clarity call. Awesome. It was so fun and so good to be able to just dive into some, I think, really important topics um, that matter and hopefully just create an impact and life change for everyone. So thank you for today. Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Legenza with what part resonated with you the most. That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.